My name is Cody Jacob, and I love to cause problems. And this is my podcast, where each week I sit down with my guests and ask them horrifyingly specific ethical questions that forces them to break up their moral compass and make up their minds. Think would you rather meets what would you do, but all of the situations are in shrooms and you're the one that's got to fix it. Do I know my friends as well as I think I do? Let's find out together. This is Cody Jacob Causes Problems. Support for this episode of Cody Jacob Causes Problems is brought to you by Manscaped. Do you have body hair? Is that something you'd like to either maintain or get rid of entirely? Boy, do I have news for you! I am one of the first people to try the new 4.0 from Manscaped, and I am blown away by the performance, Mary. The craftsmanship, the details, they are all next level. You need to listen to me. The 4.0 uses Manscaped skin-safe technology, including this fancy ceramic blade. I would put this trimmer anywhere. Early in the morning, in a full blackout one night in the shower, it doesn't matter. You are worry-free shaving with this each and every goddamn time, baby. Not to mention, it has a super bright LED light, so I know exactly where I'm cutting, what I'm cutting, and when I'm cutting. And that includes in the shower because it's waterproof. Well, Cody... Beard trimmers are kind of bulky and ugly. No, incorrect. You are wrong. Why? Because this bitch has wireless charging. That's right. It looks so sleek. It is so beautiful to just look at. The aesthetic of my bathroom has gone from living in squalor to the Ritz-Carlton. I bolted the wireless charging dock onto my bathroom sink, and I've brought every single guest I've had in my home. Long-term, short-term, I've dragged my mailman in by his neck to come look at this thing because it is so beautiful. So what are you waiting for? It's time to take your grooming habits to the next level. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code CodyJacob at manscaped.com. And trust me, your balls will thank you. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Cody Jacob Causes Problems. Let me tell you something. This weather, this springtime weather is just getting me together. I sincerely hope wherever you are, it's slowly becoming warmer. Or if you're in some sort of tropical climate or perhaps in the southern hemisphere, uh, shut the fuck up because it's my time to shine. You just had summer. And if you're in a place that's always warm, I don't hear from you. I do not like being cold. I do not like how it's so dark all the time in the winter. If it were up to me, it would be August year round. What's new with you, kitty cats? I got a new chair from my desk that I'm currently sitting at. And by I got a new chair, I mean I stole this chair from a family member of mine who was residing in my home. And then they left and they left some things behind and I took ownership of those things. And it's one of those like fancy gaming chairs. You know what I mean? It's a little mask for me. It's like bright blue with some black trim, but it's very comfortable. It has an adjustable height, which I love. It has wheels which are great also speaking of wheels can we talk about wheels versus doors if you don't know there's this thing going around on tiktok that's like are there more doors in the world or are there more wheels in the world and let me tell you i have a door behind me that's like my bedroom door i have a little refrigerator next to me that's a refrigerator (laughs) i have a little (laughs) i have a little cabinet so that's three doors right one two three I don't have a closet or anything in my room. Yeah, that's three doors. But this chair alone has five wheels. I don't think there's anything else in my room with wheels. So three to five wheels win. I don't even know where this originated from, but I can't stop thinking about it because like 
each time I think there's more of one than the other, I think of all the other ones of the other that I didn't factor in. Did that make sense? I don't know. Let's just move forward. Enough about Cody. Let's get to the fucking podcast. I am so beyond excited for our guest this week. Her name is Jenna. I followed Jenna on TikTok a while ago. It must have been four, five months ago. And the reason I followed her is because her whole account is dedicated to her personal journey with sobriety. She's so funny and the perspective that she adds into something so taboo as sobriety is really enlightening into the beast of addiction. I'm very grateful and very lucky to not be someone who is fighting addiction, but um, I'm the child of addicts. My whole family is littered with addicts, and it's a really serious, just devastating thing to happen to someone, especially, especially in the United States. And I am so proud and so grateful. I have no words to even begin to express the gratitude I feel towards Jenna in her sharing her time with me and sharing some of her insights and perspectives and outlook on so many different things, sobriety and life in general. She is an incredible person. She's a nurse. She's a mother. She's a wife. And now she is my friend. This week, our questions touch on having secret superpowers and being the last person on earth. Hi, very quickly before you listen to this, I am mid-edit of the podcast right now. And (laughs) just the tone in my voice, it is not anything to do with Jenna. It has nothing to do with either of us. I was so nervous to talk to her. And apparently when I'm nervous, I sound like that. Okay, everybody, I'm here with my friend, Jenna. Introduce yourself. How do you know each other? What do you do? Tell me everything. Hi, Cody. We're TikTok buddies. Yeah. What kind of content do you post on TikTok? I make sobriety content because I'm an alcoholic. Party hardy, except less party, more so hardy worky. Yeah, lots of party, just the sober kind. Yeah. I'm a total nerd. Yeah, I'm embracing the nerd life. I love that. It's time. The party's over. Yeah. (laughs) It's time to wrap it up. Well, um, speaking of sobriety, I have a little bit of a pop quiz for you all about rehabilitation and some history of sobriety. Oh no, okay, I'm ready. Okay, question one. Do you know when the earliest known record of like a group or a mutual aid sobriety group was? I know that AA started, I believe, in 1939, but I don't know if that was the very first one or not. So the earliest record of these groups we have dates back to 1750 into the... Stop it. I'm dead serious. And what's so interesting is these groups were originally comprised of um, mostly Native American tribes, and then some of them evolved into like abstinence-based Native American revival movements. But... Pretty much they started with Native Americans using Native healing practices to treat alcoholism. Interesting. Yeah, and it was the early 18th century. Yeah, super cool. like natural drugs. Yeah, yeah. Although I guess alcohol you could consider an all-natural drug. Except some of that gross shit they put out there now that's like bright blue and has all this chemical. Yeah, that stuff scares me. Some of the glowing under a black light. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like smoking. Yeah. It's glowing. <laughs> Do you know if addiction and substance use is a human-only behavior? Hmm. I don't know. Rats? 
we do everything to rats, right? We do. I, I have a know. friend who experiments on rats. Fun. Yeah. She's super smart. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. No, you know what? That's a really interesting question. I'm like racking my brain to think of something similar to like the human. I don't know. That's weird. Do things in nature get addicted to, to anything? So what the studies have shown is that there are several species that do purposely seek out intoxicating substances. Some animals use stuff like rotting corn as a form of alcohol or like rotting fruit, while others will start to eat like plants that are hallucinogenics. Uh, Simply for the mental effect they produce. There hasn't been any signs of like addiction in these species, but um, it's been shown in animals like monkeys to butterflies to domesticated dogs and cats. There's tons of other species that utilize substances. Oh my God, that makes me um, feel relieved, actually. Yeah. <laughs> my humanness doesn't immediately just make me a total addict. I think <laughs> the addict part comes in into like, it just, we have to deal with a society that we created. Absolutely. I thought maybe monkeys, but they're smarter than us. So yeah, I they would stay away from all the, that hard stuff. I just recently read this thing that was like the... The, I don't know who studies monkeys. Monkey scientists were saying <laughs> they're basically in their stone age right now because so many species of monkeys across the world are starting to use rocks as tools, which means they're like right behind us. Ooh. Wow. Isn't that just amazing? I know. I think I'm on like a gorilla TikTok because oh, I yeah. get all of these gorilla videos. Of course, a lot of them have voiceovers that are fucking hilarious (laughs) but um but yeah they do some pretty amazing stuff sign language and everything it's unbelievable they probably know way more than we realize and they're just holding back and they're like these idiots yeah there's this um i don't i forget where it is wherever orangutans are like originally from the native lore is like oh no they can fully talk they just don't because they know what'll happen if they start to show that they're intelligent. And everyone in that area is like, yeah, they can talk. Stop. Did you see uh, Planet of the Apes? I didn't, know. The new one? Oh, okay. Well, there's an orangutan in there that you'll fall in love with. <laughs> so do yourself a favor and give it a watch. Will do. This one actually is sort of on the other side of like humanity and how just amazing humans are. Do you know what year the United States started or their insurance companies, I should say. U.S. insurance companies began reimbursing the treatment of alcoholism for it to be on par with other illnesses. I didn't think they did. Yeah. I didn't think it it was an insurance-covered thing. So the Insurance and Addiction Treatment Program went into legislation as it was in 1964, and it was finalized in 1975. But you know what? I bet it's very slim, a very slim selection of things that you can actually get covered by insurance or you have to be off the fucking rails to qualify yes and this very interestingly when all of this legislation passed led to like an explosion in private and hospital based inpatient treatment programs I believe it that is really interesting the 60s baby yeehaw My um, next question kind of leads or piggybacks off of this. Do you know what the economic cost of drinking in the U.S. is? Oh, shit. Well, I know I've been sober as of today, 192 days, and Woo! I've saved almost three grand. $3,000. Yeah. That's amazing. Yes. I have a little 
tracker. Yeah, it tells me calories, money, and time that I've saved. Holy guacamole. And I, and I didn't even buy the good shit, okay? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it's got to be billions. Yeah, this... I knew it was going to be a lot. This blew me away. And this is 12 years outdated. This was the last time I could find this number. So it's, I'm sure, okay. exponentially larger. The cost of excessive alcohol use in the United States reached $250 billion <gasps> in 2010. Shit. Well, yeah, no wonder it's so marketed then, right? I mean, right. So where, but wait, so these are state stores. I mean, this is a government thing, right? So that means our government is benefiting with that massive amount of money mm-hmm. from all of us boozers. Wow. Right. Which is totally, has nothing to do with the expansion in private hospital inpatient programs. Oh, of course not. No, never, never. So what a conundrum. Well, before there were like insurance companies, everything, we were just hitting each other with rocks and sticks. And my last (laughs) question has to do with the very first known intentionally fermented beverages. Do you know when we kind of dated back to like, oh, these people were like making booze? Mm. Okay, so now you're really challenging me because my internal geography and as far as like history goes completely i'm not wired properly (laughs) so i'm gonna take a guess and say well i mean if jesus was a thing he was turning water to wine apparently according to that history book that we call the bible (laughs) um so christ i mean that was i don't know tell me so Uh, This was one of those answers where I was like, holy shit. (laughs) Discovery of late Stone Age jugs suggests that intentionally fermented beverages existed as early as the Neolithic period, circa 10,000 BC. Stop it! Isn't that unbelievable? Holy shit. That is unbelievable. See? It's a thing. But that goes back to it's totally instinctual. It's like we are just animals. Oh my god, I almost... Listen, you're, this is like, you're helping me here today. I'm so happy to hear that. I'm obsessed with that. Well, (laughs) shall we get into the meat of this thing? Yes, let's do it. Okay. I'm very excited. So I, you're a nurse, right? I've done a few different types of nursing right now. I'm kind of a jack of all trades. I travel around the hospital, but my background is oncology and hospice. Oh, okay. So you're like in the thick of the sick. I'm in the thick of the sick, babe. Amazing. Not amazing, but the work you do is amazing. Thank you. The, so this question actually will be really interesting. I think for you, we live in a world where everybody has a unique power that's invisible to others and it's illegal to share so whatever you've got you better keep it to yourself you my friend are able to see the time and the date of everyone's death so my question for you is say you had this friend you were ride or die you were going to be there until each other died and up until like six months ago everything was great they wronged you and you had to cut them out of your life and you've lost touch, haven't spoken in six months. You notice one day that they're going to be dead in two weeks after seeing them out in public. What do you do? Do you let them know? So there's nothing this person can do to change their destiny, right? Nope. It's happening no matter what. Yep. Date and time. Yep. And you thought you had years. It was a totally different date up until a little while ago. No, I wouldn't tell them. And I'll tell you why. 
it's an ethical dilemma for sure. But I believe in biology and science. Mm -hmm. And I think that I don't think everything happens for a reason. I'm not I'm not part of that club. Mm -hmm. And I feel like (laughs) in nature, things just happen. There's not a whole lot we can do about some things that happen. And I wouldn't want to fuck with that. Right. If that's their road and that's even if they were my best friend and we didn't have our little uh, conflict. Wow, that's messed up. I'm thinking really hard now. Would I tell anyone ever? No. That's a horrible uh, superpower, Cody. What the heck? Yeah, I know. You got the short end of the stick on that one. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Would you, like, maybe try and, like, slyly reconnect with them at all and be like, hey, how have you been? No, absolutely not. So you I'm just. A Scorpio, babe. I'm a Scorpio, <gasps> I'm a Scorpio too. Well, <gasps> yep. this actually ties in brilliantly to my last question for you. So. The U.S. government informs the world that a recent satellite mission has failed. And because of this, it's going to be slamming into Earth and goodbye. We're all done. My question for you is, the next 24 hours, you have nothing left to lose. What are you going to do? Oh, my God. I wouldn't drink, if that's what you're implying. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) I would probably just, I would just chill with my kids. Yeah. That's what I would do. I would get my kids and I'd force them because they'd be wanting to hang out with their friends knowing the world was going to end. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) No, I would just maybe just uh, get as many loved ones together as possible and have like a big fat love fest. Sure. Leave the front door open. Stop by. Yeah, come on over. You know, let's have some food and some laughs and... um, reminisce about what this planet once was. Bye. Yeah. Bye. What would you do if, say, you were the president and your husband was the first gentleman? What would you do if you knew you were going to survive? You were going to be whisked away into a bunker, your kids are going to be okay, and all of the other world leaders and their immediate families, they're going to be a-okay. Would this change your perspective? Would this change the way you personally react? All right, let me clarify. Mm-hmm. The world is ending. Yep. 100%. No doubt about it. Yep. And there's a special like pod that all of us world leaders can escape to yep. with our immediate family. Yep. Is there something different I would do mm-hmm. in that 24 hours? Yeah. I'd probably let my kids go do whatever they want because they're going to be saved. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd let, I'd let them, I wouldn't force them to hang out with me. I'd let them go do whatever. Go do some stuff with your friends because they're going to be dead soon anyway. Goodbye. Is that terrible? It's very <laughs> Scorpio. Are great questions. <laughs> Is it? I think so. Yeah, go ahead. I'll see you in 23. <laughs> <laughs> Let's plan, all right? Get back to the pod. 23 hours. 2300, I'll text you. Would you, like, let your family know, like, hey, like, I had to break it to you, but, like, I'm going to be okay. No. Absolutely not. So you totally put on like whalefest.com. Yeah. I love you. It's been great. I'm glad I got to know you the last 48 years. I'm going to sneak yeah. off to the bathroom real quick. Yeah. I'll be right BRB. Yeah. I'm going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> right. Out the front door. <laughs> Me and my kids all have to go to the bathroom simultaneously. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Man. I I feel like the end of the world, especially now that we live in a place where apparently the end of the world is coming every six years, it's like such a, because like, what are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? It, here's, here's the problem with that is that if all of the knuckleheads out there catch wind, it will be complete chaos. 
Like, you would have to escape to a pod. Right, exactly. Because the world would probably end before it was time. That is hilarious. Great questions. My God, I'm going to take these home with me. Oh, yes. This is exactly what I'm hoping for. I like, and what's so surprising, too, in doing this is, like, the things you think people will say, it's always the exact opposite. Interesting. It's been such a cool, like, social experiment on my part. Oh, I can imagine. Well, on each episode of Cody Jacob Causes Problems, I ask my guests to bring a story of a time they caused a small problem in a big way. And I was wondering, what do you got for me? So I'm going to take you back to my childhood. All Party. right. You probably weren't even a glimmer, but I was probably nine years old, which would have been 1982. Okay. Okay. I was a little bit of a pyro. <laughs> okay. Because we didn't have a whole lot to keep us busy back in the early 80s. And I lived on a dead-end street with, like, eight other houses. And one of those houses had my BFF. Her name was Carolyn. Okay. And her dad was a volunteer firefighter. And I was a pyro, okay? (laughs) So it's like the perfect storm. So uh, the dead-end street at the end was a railroad track. A a train would come up, and it was very lovely. And a lovely childhood memory for me, hearing, you know, the train in the distance. It's very outsiders, you know what I mean? Right. I've never seen that movie. Go ahead and watch it. But um, so I was like, let's, uh, I have an idea. Let's get a hold of some matches and burn some stuff down at the end of the street where there's no houses. Well, I didn't put it together that there's also a bunch of dry brush. (laughs) Yeah. Laying around at the end of the road, right at the railroad track. So we get our hands on some matches and some paper, whatever, random shit. You know, it's a it's a hot summer day. We're off from school. All the parents are at work, and we we managed. Long story short, you know where this is going. We managed to light a brush fire at the end of our street and just stood there in our little sneakers and our little short shorts and our little like scrunchy tops, like in a complete panic. Oh no! Had no idea what to. Do. I know. Thank God her dad was home, the volunteer <sighs> firefighter. It was like the perfect scenario. He was a very scary gentleman to me. Looking back, you know when you're a kid and you look at grown-ups and you think, they're first of all, they're extremely old. They were probably like 25. Right. But to you, they're, you're like, you're super old and you're very large and scary. Right. Well, that's everything that this man encompassed. So he comes barreling out. First thing he does is scoop us both up. Because we're just standing there. Like, right, just waiting plane. to be deep fried. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> like trying to stomp it out with our little Nikes with the You and your jellies, places. like, melting yeah. to your toes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> oh, my God. And so he managed to put it out. I don't remember the details of why. And um, thank God he was there because it would have been, like, a... Uh, I don't even know if we had 911 back there. You used to dial the operator. Anyway, long story short, he came. I don't know what he had, a hose or a fire extinguisher or something. He put it out. And then he walked me home. Yeah. And I was a latchkey kid, so my parents weren't around. I'm right. like, bye. bye. <laughs> <laughs> I thought with that. With your big scary dad. <laughs> Oh my god. I'm not even sure. They didn't even know. Like parents didn't communicate with each other back then. You know no. what I mean? 
they weren't, he didn't come up to the house. He didn't call anybody. No. My parents were clueless. They're like, how was your day? I'm like, great. You covered in soot. When's dinner? Yeah. Yeah. They're like, are you still doing a production of Mary Poppins? Or like, what's going on? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow. You're very, very lucky. I am. There, I have so many like barely escaped death or arrest stories. From yeah. My younger days. <laughs> it's unbelievable the things I've recalled yeah because nobody paid any attention back then we were kind of on our own honestly yeah for a lot of our time and it was a beautiful thing don't get me wrong um I'm not a helicopter mom but looking back I think there could have been happy medium probably or it's some minimal supervision or (laughs) seat belts (laughs) (laughs) doors that lock fully in the back just little things To keep the children alive. We yeah. Bored seventy five percent of the time. Do you feel in especially in the earlier days of your sobriety that you felt some of that intrinsic like, wow, what am I supposed to be doing right now? I still I feel that now. I'm still so new to my sobriety. I'm just over six months in. I get bored as fuck, bro. Yeah. I'm sitting right now in a shopping center parking lot, getting ready to do a big trip to Sephora. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> but like shopping and yeah, I, I have to fill my time with stuff because I used so much free time planning, scheming, drinking, hiding it, you know, figuring out when to do what and how to sober up, like so much energy. And it's a beautiful thing to have so much more free time right. now, but rediscovering who I am, what I have to offer, what my talents are. I'm grateful for TikTok. It's yeah. like a marathon uh, AA meeting for me. I'm meeting some beautiful people like yourself. And it, it is, it can be a li- it's like a little bit of a hobby for me. It's more time spent on that than, than ever before. And um, it's a, it's a wonderful, amazing forum to share that kind of stuff. But yeah, figuring stuff out. I mean, my kids are getting older. I draw, I'm pretty much a glorified taxi driver, hey. which makes and I make some meals once in a while. There you go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, that's a really good question. And boredom is a huge problem for a lot of people in sobriety. It's what yeah. really um, can cause people to pick back up sometimes. And you just have to rediscover some stuff and just, it's work. It's a massive amount of work. It's a full-time job being sober. It is. Yeah, but you got to figure it out. You have to commit or it's, or it's bound for failure. So thank you for that question. That was that was a really honest question. Thanks. Well, where can everyone find you online? Online. I'm only on TikTok. It's Jenna Bovena 9. That is my only social media account. I'm not on anything else. I'm solely a TikTok girl. Hey, hey. Thank you for spending your afternoon with me. I appreciate it. Loved it. Thanks, Cody. Of course. I told you Jenna was fun. I told you she was fun. And bitch, I told you she was my friend. I am so, oh, I'm just so happy she said yes. So Jenna, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Also, thanks again to Manscaped for sponsoring this week's episode of the podcast. And I have a request. If you've made it this far, because I want to know who's listening to the whole fucking episode, okay? I spend a lot of time on these motherfuckers. If you've listened to the entirety of the podcast... I want you to comment on any one of my TikToks. Carrot cake is for William the Conqueror. I don't know what that means. Doesn't mean anything to me, but that's going to be my way of knowing who's listening. Who's listening? Can you tell I used to be a teacher? I hope you have the most incredible week. I'm thinking of you. I love you. I love you, Jenna. I love you, Manscaped. I love everyone. Can you, like I said, seasonal depression, she's out the door. She fucking packed her bags and she's on the way to college now because I feel great. So (laughs) I'll see you guys next week. You won't see me. I'll talk to you. Bye. Bye.
Cody Jacob Causes Problems is an original podcast by me, Cody Jacob. If you have a problem you'd like to be discussed on the podcast or you just need some advice, send an email to codyihaveaproblem at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and leave a five-star review wherever you listen. And until then, be a harbinger of chaos and go, go out into the world, wreak havoc amongst those you love. I'll see you next week.